Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, folks. This is Hank Davis, and it's that time again that I'm bringing you all you need to know about baseball here on Inside the Park. I'd like to welcome you all to the show this evening, this afternoon, or this morning. Let's let you know that we are ready to talk a little bit of baseball, and we're going to get it started right quick. Now, now we're only 11 games into the season, people, so I'm not going to bore you with standings and stuff like that. We're just getting started. We're just still loosening up. We're still getting our arms warmed up. We're still trying to get the timing on our swings. So it's going to take a little time for us to really see what's going on. But we are going to touch on a few things uh, in this, in this, podcast, this podcast today. We got a few hot topics we want to talk about. You know, we want if we want to start off, let's talk about the brawl. Now, again, we're only a handful of games into the season, and 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 Major League Baseball has graced us with the rivalry of all rivalries with the New York Yankees and the Boston Red Sox. And lo and behold, we don't even get into May, and they're already jumping on each other down each other's throat. If you all missed it last week. With the Yankees and the Red Sox going at it, and there was a, a brawl that started when the uh, Red Sox uh, pitcher Joe Kelly hit Tyler Austin with a pitch. Now let me let me now this happens all the time in baseball. We know that, but a little backstory on this in which um, Tyler Austin was on first base. It was a, a ground ball, it was a fielder's choice. He went in the second day, second base, and he spiked the shortstop for the Red Sox. Holt. There were some words that was exchanged and nothing happened there. And as always, you know, your pitcher is going to take up for your players. And so what happens? You get uh, uh, Kelly, Joe Kelly, the pitcher of the Boston Red Sox, hitting Tyler Austin. Tyler Austin slams the bat and away we go. Okay, the first the first brawl of the year, you know, between these two Titans. They're going to be going at it all season, folks, in the East. So it's going to be something to watch. But they've already started a little bit of bad blood. And as we know about brawls, it's kind of funny that we've already had a couple. I guess the other night we had uh, at Coors Field where we had the San Diego Padres and the Colorado Rockies and uh, uh, Nolan Arenado charged the mound on uh, San Diego's Luis uh, Perdomo and when the fastball went behind him. And they were already at it. Now, this is kind of funny because the stakes are not high right now. We're still in April. Uh, it's still cold. We're going to talk about that a little bit better, a little bit later about the weather and what baseball can do about that. But still, we're just, we're really just getting started. So guys, calm down. We got a whole lot of baseball. You got 150 plus games to play. You know, what's up with all of that so early? I can, I can get it. I guess when a cold baseball hits you anywhere, it's going to tick you off a little bit. But, uh, that, that's funny because, Again, we're slugging it out in more ways than one early in the season. We know about the moves that the Yankees made. We also know about the moves that the Red Sox made in the offseason. You know, Red Sox going and picking up J.D. Martinez. The Yankees obviously picking up uh, John Carlos Stanton. So this is going to be something we're going to watch all season and see what goes on and see, you know, it's not bad to have a little bit of bad blood and see a little bit of hatred in sports. You know, I'm an old schooler. You know, I, I like seeing a little bit of that. I don't want to even see anybody get hurt. But go on here. Let's get this started right here and right now. The other thing we want to talk about, and uh, me and Devon talked about this a little bit on One Mic in case you missed it. You can go and you can listen to that podcast on Real Sports Guys, One Mic, but on Blog Talk Radio. But we were talking about uh, Ashoy Otani, uh, the, the, the phenom that we're seeing right now with the L.A. Angels, okay, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. 
Now, Otani, the thing is about this guy is they, they brought him over as a pitcher. And again, when you, when you get these, these players that's coming from overseas, they're coming from Cuba, they're coming from Japan, you know, the jury is out. You know, they, they've pretty much done all they can do. You think about Tanaka when he came over to the, to the Yankees, he was uh, unhittable. Okay, in Japan, you think about Ichiro Suzuki breaking all these records over in Japan. Then you they, they come over to the major leagues, the big leagues, and you have to really kind of take how good these players are with a grain of salt. Nothing to do with the player itself, but it's just the level of competition. These are supposed to be some of the greatest players in the world that's playing in the major leagues. So you have to take it with a grain of salt on how good they're going to be. What happens when they're going against big league hitters if they're a pitcher or big league pitching, you know, if they're hitters. And this guy just happens to be both. And he has been a absolutely absolute marvel the first half of the season, the first, you know, 10, 11 games of the season. You know, in his first uh, outing or so of the season, he takes down 19 guys. Okay, as a pitcher, he takes a perfect game into the sixth inning in a ball game. He's already hit two mammoth home runs. Last night, he hits a, a triple. Okay, he's a pitcher by trade. Okay, but he is old school in that he knows how to hit. He's a professional hitter. He is, as I stated in, in our one mic segment, he is what you call a PlayStation created player uh, in the major leagues right now. And he and again, uh, all of his games has been, you know, out west for the most part. But he has really, really done a job. He has really gotten it done for the the Angels. And he's fun to watch. He's very fun to watch. Now, what you have to do with a player like that is pay very close attention. This is this guy here. If he was able to uh, sustain this throughout the season is your instant MVP. He's going to be your instant um uh, Cy Young Award winner and your instant uh, rookie of the year. But again, when we're talking about today, that is on Freaky Friday the 13th, we have to be very, very, very careful when we talk about players like that. But right now, you want to stay tuned to, to Otani and what he is doing and what he is doing with the Angels this year. Next, I want to talk about the start of the season. Now I'm as big of a baseball geek as as any as many of you are out there. I love when the season starts. I can't wait to hear the crack of the bat. I can't wait to hear the pop of the glove and for the umpire to yell "play ball." I can't wait for all of that. But as you all know, and if you don't know, if you're out here in the Midwest as I am, it appears that uh, Mother Nature and spring are in a contract dispute, and Spring has chosen to set out until they get this resolved. Okay? As early as Tuesday of this week, we had snow, uh, like dusting of snow, and it looks like that, you know, as of today, that maybe they'll be able to come to some sort of agreement, and maybe Spring will finally report to camp. We can only hope. But in the meantime, when we're starting baseball games in March, and we're getting more games canceled than we are getting played on the field. It's time for Major League Baseball to do something. Now, 
let me qualify it by saying this. I fully understand what baseball is doing. I fully understand what's going on. Okay, they're saying to you, listen, if you want to expand playoffs, if you want to do all these different series, we have to start those series as early as possible towards the later part of the season. Okay, right into October. So we're not going into the middle of November playing championship baseball, which really becomes a problem. So we're taking a hit by starting the last week of March into April and hopefully hopefully being able to get in as much of the season as we can. And they're saying that the payoff for for the fans is for these games that are being canceled is that you're going to see more doubleheader baseball early up in the season. Now, I will tell you that that might sound good in theory, but in reality it's not good for the players. Anybody who's ever played baseball will tell you that unless you've gone through like some of these major leaguers, and we can always argue that all day, every day, about the long spring training and getting them ready to play. And that's fine when you're in Florida and you're in Arizona, okay? But if you play ball in Chicago, if you play ball in Detroit, if you play ball in New York, if you play ball in Cleveland, Ohio, okay, and you come north of the Mason-Dixon line, guess what? That is a shock to your system, Everything that you have spent time trying to get loose, get right, is going to is going to seize right up as soon as that cold spring air hits your body. And this is what we're seeing right now. You you, you start to see hitters don't want to hit because their hands is tight. Pitchers don't want to throw like they like they like they have been trying to let loose all season because the weather don't want to act right. Baseball. I understand you want to do all these things, but if you're going to do these things, let's get wise. Let's get smart. Let's start looking at what are you doing. Why would you start the Detroit Tigers and the Pittsburgh Pirates, okay, in March in Detroit? That doesn't make any sense at all, okay? Why would you start the Chicago Cubs in the Windy City in Chicago, all right? That doesn't make any sense. Conversely, what doesn't make any sense to me is this. You start the Houston Astros against the Texas Rangers in Texas. You start the San Francisco Giants and the L.A. Dodgers out in California. What is my point? This is my point. You have as many teams that play in warm weather climates in March, in early April. Okay, they played each other. That played each other. In the meantime, you had games being canceled all across the Midwest and the East Coast because it was just simply too cold. The weather just was too raggedy for those games to get played. Those fans did got shortchanged. Okay, I can. I mean, when you start thinking about opening day, opening day was a joke for a lot of for a lot of fans in the Midwest because the weather simply was not going to cooperate. So I offer baseball a little bit of suggestion. Okay. We want to see baseball, but we want to also enjoy the experience of going to the ballpark, having a hot dog and a beer if we choose to in the bleachers. Okay? So if I'm a Detroit Tiger fan, if I'm a Pittsburgh uh, Pirate fan, if I'm a New York Met fan, I don't have no problem. If you start the season, a three-game series or a six-game road trip out west, play San Diego, play the Dodgers, play the Angels, Play those teams out there. Play Seattle. They got a dome. Play them out there. Okay? You got Texas. You got Houston. Okay? Play Arizona. Play all these teams that's on the east. Play them out there. Start the season out there so you get some games in. 
Give the spring a chance to sign this contract dispute with Mother Nature and then start opening day for all these teams out here in the Midwest and the East so that these fans can enjoy these games and enjoy baseball the way it's supposed to be enjoyed in the early spring. It used to be before we had this long playoff um, format, which I love, by the way. But baseball would start around April 11th, the second week of April, and you know that the weather was only going to get progressively better. But you can't do it that early and expect this to happen. And there's a lot of uh, disappointed fans because they're just not going to get to the ballpark. And you want that experience to start. to, to The official start of, of spring is the baseball season. Baseball, uh, Manfred, give us some thought. Commissioner Manfred, give us some thought for next season. Give these fans an opportunity, especially out here in the East and the Midwest, an opportunity to enjoy the game because we've been waiting after a long, hard winter. We're waiting for it. Let's do something so that we can enjoy it on the field. And now I'm getting to a segment I'm calling Who to watch, What to Watch Out For, okay? And early in the season, you know, like I say, let's, let's, let's not get ridiculous by being excited if we see something silly about some team that's, that's in first place after 11 ball games or a team that's expected to contend and they're uh, in last place. Let's not worry about that. Okay, let's look at what to look for going through this entire season. We're going to spend plenty of time on inside the park looking at the standings, looking at how some teams are working. But instead of just doing the same old generic, I picked this team to make the playoffs, let's see what we can watch out for in April and May and early June. Okay, and first and foremost, what we really want to watch out for is who's going to challenge the Astros. Now, on paper, the, the, the Houston Astros look like to be one of the, if not the best team in baseball. They prove it that they, they were last year. But it looks like this year they may be just uh, far above and beyond, that this could be a runaway with them. Okay, and when you're looking at the West, uh, uh, you're looking at the Angels and, and Otani, and you're looking at... Uh, that team, you're looking at um, them actually making a push. I can't do that, not with Mike Sosha as their manager. Okay, to me, Mike Sosha is a can't trust it. You know, we, we talked about it before. He's my can't trust it in baseball. All right, that's a manager that I don't know uh, how he keeps his job with the talent that they have. You have the best player in the league on that team, and you simply – uh, aren't getting it, it's not getting it done. He's a can't trust it for me. I look for the Astros to run away with the West, but who's going to challenge? Who's going to challenge this team in the playoffs? You know, we still have the same usual suspects, the Cleveland Indians, okay? You've seen all the money that was spent out East in Boston and New York. And what is that going to look like? Okay, so that's what we want to start the season with. Let's just see the best of the best of who's going to challenge the Astros this year, all right? When we look in the National League, uh, that's that's a that's a completely different story. When we look at the, the look at the Dodgers, is their run finally over? Who's going to be the next heir apparent to the to the throne? Okay, what about the Washington Nationals? The Washington Nationals is a team, in my opinion, that has totally underachieved every year since Bryce Harper has uh, become a starter, an everyday starter. All right, this team, according to when you look at the money that's been spent over there, this team has not even made it to a World Series yet. All right, so uh, they've got the names of the Scherzers and the Strasburgs and the Harpers. All right, when are they going to finally break through and at least get to the big dance? That's things we want to talk about. And what happens this time if they do not? This is, this is another thing we want to stay tuned for. 
Another thing we want to talk about too is how scary will be will the, will the Bronx Bash brothers be? Okay, and we talking about John Carlos Stanton and and Judge. Okay, how good are they going to be together? Okay, is this is this going to be our version of Eminem, Mandolin and Maris? All right, you know they're playing in that band box known as Yankee Stadium. All right, they're supposed to. They should have one of the most feared uh, three, four uh, bats in the league. Okay, combined they got over 100 home runs from last year and over 250 RBI. All right, so if when, when and if they get hot, and no, nothing is hot right now in April in the Midwest, but when they get hot, there's something we want to watch. If for nothing else, just the theater of what's going to happen. And then again, as I mentioned earlier in this in this cast, what that that rivalry. That's going to happen with the Boston Red Sox. Is that going to be a 15-round fight? Or are they going to wear somebody out and somebody like little old Toronto or little old Baltimore can sneak up in there and get going? That's what we want to see. And always with baseball, always with baseball, there's always that one little team that could. You know, that one little team that nobody's talking about that all of a sudden kind of gets its grip on itself you know we 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 saw it last year a little bit with milwaukee coming out of the blue and making some noise you know you see it a little bit with the minnesota twins last year we saw it with the colorado rockies who's going to be that team this year that's going to kind of make some noise i'm going to make a quick prediction for you all right and only i'm doing this is because when i look at this team top to bottom they have enough talent on that team and enough experience on that team, on this team I'm about to tell you about, to make a push and keep an eye out for them. Okay? And the team I'm talking about right now is the New York Mets. Now, why, now, some of you say, oh, come on. The Mets, they lost over 90 ball games last year. They truly did. There was also a wreck with, with injury. But go when you get an opportunity and look at the Mets roster and look at some of the veteran and the professional um, ball players they've got on that team. Now, obviously, when you've got some cagey veterans and you've got uh, uh, guys that's been injury prone, it's going to take a little luck. But Matt Harvey had a great outing the other night. Okay, uh, you got you got no you got Syndergaard on that team, so you got some pitchers that you got. You still got Cespedes over there. Okay, you got Todd Frazier over there. Okay, they went and got Adrian Gonzalez, so they've done some things with some veteran players. That if they stay healthy, and that's always a big F, but if you stay healthy, you know, you could be uh, this year's version of the Weez kids. And y'all remember that team of the Philadelphia Phillies uh, so many years ago, back in the 80s, that won with all those KG veterans and won the World Series. This is what I'm not, I'm not predicting the World Series victory, but I'm predicting this could be a team that could be there all season that no one expected because somehow or another they've stayed healthy, they've stayed relevant throughout the year. You also have to look at the division that they're playing in, okay, and can they can they uh, crack, can, 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 they, can they crack the hole? You know, when you look at how decimated the East is, all right, with Miami just basically selling off everybody, um, uh, you, they have a shot. They have a shot to make – uh, a playoff, a playoff push. We'll see. We'll keep an eye on the Mets. They've got off to a great start. Of our, they're already at ten wins. Can they sustain it? We'll see about that. Okay, folks, that's going to do it for this version of Inside the Park. Stay, stay uh, here with uh, the RSG family as we start to bring you baseball. 
in a way that we're going to look at it. We're going to talk about it. We're going to see it. We're going to break a little bit more into the analytics. We're going to look at some other things, but we really, really want to look at it from a fan perspective. We're going to look at some other things that's going to really just get you to pick your interest a little bit. So until the next time, this is Hank Davis saying a ball game over and drive home safe.